coming up. That this is how powerful the devil is. The devil's able to blind the mind. Okay. He's able to, to put barriers up in the mind so that folks who don't believe can't see or perceive the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right, right. He's done some stuff that even when you present it to him, they, they just, they can't hear it. They can't see it. They can't perceive it. Right. It, it, it. He's real and he's has power. Did you know the devil only has three weapons he uses against us? But don't be fooled. He may only have three weapons, but he has plenty of tricks. Join us for the message series, Propositions from the Devil, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn carefully walk through many of the traps from our very real enemy and the tools we possess to be victorious against him. Here's the first message in the series, Know That He's Real, Part 1. I started to uh, call this series Propositions from the Evil One. But I thought it was best to be more specific. Because there are some people who think the devil is imaginative. Yeah, right, right. They think the devil is just a figurative, uh, just a figure that people talk about and that he's not really real. Now, people will accept the fact that there are evil people in the world. People don't deny that in general because we've seen enough evil acts to be certain that there have been and are evil people in the world. But some deny the existence of the orchestrator of the evil. And we are can be okay with talking about the devil and figuratively as just to be a personification of evil. But the Bible tells us that the devil is not just a personification. It's not just the way we speak. We, do, we don't just speak of him as a person. No, the Bible tells us he is a person yeah. and he's the orchestrator of evil. Mm-hmm. And so, the scripture is clear about that. And when I say that he is a person, I'm not saying he's a human being. Um, God is a person, but God's not a human being. Mm-hmm. What makes us a person or what makes anyone a person is the fact that they're able to think, to acquire knowledge and understanding. Um, that's intellect. Yeah. They're able to feel, they have emotions, mm-hmm. and they have a will. Mm-hmm. That's what makes a person a person. Intellect, emotion, and a will. Mm-hmm. Again, that means that they they can acquire knowledge, they can learn, they can gain understanding. And then they can emote, they can feel. 
You know, it's the 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 we in our in our in in the world of psychology, it's like hundreds of feelings or whatever. Can't remember what the number was, but it's it's just the number of types of emotions is 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 a lot is a long list. And you're able to do that, feel that. And then you're able to control, you have and you're you have the power to control your actions. That's will. That's your will. And you you have power to control what you do. You're, you're just not instinctive. You don't just do things by default. No, you have power to control your actions. The devil has all of that. Yeah. So it makes him a person. And the Bible refers to the devil as a him, not as an it. Mm -hmm. And so, and that brings us to our subtopic, our first our subtopic for today. Um, is know that he's real. Mm -hmm. Series propositions from the devil. Today's message, know that he's real. And I trust you are ready to dive in with your sermon message outline in whatever format that you have it. So let's go ahead and dive in. We have to ask the question, how real is the devil? Write that down. How real is the devil? I want to give you some things that are real about the devil today. The first is his existence is real. His existence is real. As I said earlier, he's not just an imaginative thing. It's not, a, it's not a fairy tale or a fable about the devil. He really exists. Mm -hmm. Seven of the Old Testament books speaks to his reality. Every writer in the New Testament affirms his reality. And almost all of the references to the devil in the gospels, the four gospels came from Jesus Christ. So there's plenty of scriptures that tells us that he, the devil, is real. Yeah. Now, throughout this series, we'll be using different titles for him. Um, the accuser, the adversary, the enemy, the evil one, Lucifer. Yeah. All these titles and others will come up about him. But it's speaking of the devil. Mm -hmm. He is real. Look what it says in Ezekiel 28, 11 through 14. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, take up a lament concerning the king of Tyre and say to him, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Okay, I want to pause right here so that you can track Ezekiel was given a prophecy about the king of Tyre. But it's more than just a prophecy about the king of Tyre, you know, a king in that time. It's it's as we be, he begins to talk to to speak about this king. We see that it's more than just him talking about this king. He's using the king of Tyre as a representation of the devil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we'll see that in the text as we read forward. 
So I'm going to read verse 12 again. The son, son of man take up a lament concerning the king of Tyre and say to him, this is what the sovereign Lord says. You are the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. All right, let's stop, pop, pause right there for a minute. So we know that whoever physical person in this time that Ezekiel is talking about wasn't in the garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. This lets us know that it's, it's referencing also the enemy, the, enemy, yes. the devil. Mm -hmm. So it's saying that he was the seal of perfection, mm -hmm. full of wisdom, and perfect in beauty. And these are things that indicate to us that he was the top angel or uh, a top angel before. Seal of perfection, full of wisdom, perfect in beauty. Mm -hmm. And verse 13 again says, you are in, the, in, you are in Eden, the garden of God, Every precious stone adorned you, cornelian, chrysolite, and emerald, topaz, onyx, jasper, lapis lazuli, turquoise, and beryl. Your settings and mountings were made of gold. On the day you were created, they were prepared. So you, we see that the devil is a created being. He was created. He's not eternal like God. He's not self-existent like God. God created the devil. The, well, at the time, he was an angel. Mm -hmm. God created him, Lucifer, the angel. Yeah. And it says, verse 14, you were anointed as a guardian cherub. For so I ordained you. God said, I ordained you as a guardian cherub. Mm -hmm. And so what we're looking at here, we, we have some insight to what um, cherubim did. They were the titles of angels that served to guard. Look what happened here, just to give us a picture of this. Um, in the Garden of Eden, after Adam and Eve sinned and God kicked them out the garden, Look what it says here in Genesis 3.24. It says, after he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the garden of Eden, cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. And so because they were in their sinful state, God in his love, okay, kept them from going back into the garden and then partaking of the tree of life. Because if they had have done that mm -hmm. in their sinful state, then they would have remained in their sinful state for all eternity, forever. Yeah. Because the tree of life would have preserved them as they were fallen. Mm -hmm. yeah. So God had to guard it and did not let them back in. That was love. Yeah. That was love. Because God had a plan to send his son. We're going to talk about that a little later mm -hmm. in order to die for the sin of the world, past, present, and future, so that we now can partake of the tree of life without staying in our sinful state. We can come into newness of life because the penalty had been paid through Christ, would be paid through Christ 
so that man could partake of a tree of life and live eternally, but not in a fallen state, yeah. in, a, in a regenerated state. Amen. In a new life state. Amen. God loves us through all our foolishness. God loves us Adam through. Adam and Eve didn't do the all right our thing. Foolishness. And he yes. still made sure that they did not yes. go back and, you know, mess up themselves for eternity. Yes. Amen. So we see that uh, the devil was a guardian angel. Amen. And high. And power and high. And responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, leading worship. And so uh, God wanted man to, to uh, have life, not the death that sin brought. Mm -hmm. So he kept them, kicked them out of the garden and kept them from going back. Yeah. Matthew 4.1 tells us more about that the devil is real and he really exists. Mm -hmm. And this is after Jesus was baptized and God spoke and said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And the spirit descended upon him like a dove. And it tells us in Matthew 4, 1, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Mm -hmm. So Jesus was real. The spirit is real. And he's being tempted, tempted by a real devil. And we're going to be covering that more. And as we go through the series too, that, uh, that temptation, that uh, the way that the devil tempted Jesus. Mm -hmm. But the text is telling us the devil was real. And God, the spirit of God led Jesus to be tempted by the devil. Mm -hmm. The devil really exists, y'all. We really need to get that in our spirit. And I mean, like all the time. Mm -hmm. and, and let me give you an example. Um, if we knew danger was outside, well, no matter what it might be, a barking dog, a um, home invasion, whatever is outside your house, you 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 won't ever find yourself unlocking your doors um, when when you know it's out there. Right. You, know, you you looking through the peephole, making sure see if you know. And then every time you look through the peephole, it's there. It's there. He's there. I'm giving you you a peephole right now. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm letting you know the scriptures telling us, and we're gonna see in this message yeah. that Satan is out there. Mm -hmm. And so we really got to make sure that we protect ourselves. That's right. That we live in awareness that he's real mm -hmm. and that he's out there. Mm -hmm. So we got to do that. Amen. The second thing that we need to know how to answer the question, how real is the devil is his power is real. So his existence is real and his power is real. Look what it says here in 2 Corinthians 4, 4. The God of this age, that's another term for the devil, hmm. has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that, dis that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Hmm. Y'all see this? That this is how powerful 
the devil is. The devil's able to blind the mind. Okay. He's able to, to put barriers up in the mind so that folks who don't believe can't see or perceive the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right, right. He's done some stuff that even when you present it to them, they, they just, they can't hear it. They can't see it. They can't perceive it. And that's a function of the devil mm -hmm. and it's power to do that. Mm -hmm. His power to do that. Right, right. He's real and he has power. Um, there's, I'm going to give you an example of, uh, you know, I, most many of you know, I coached basketball for 16 years. And one of the things that we taught, um, particularly on, uh, for defensive purposes, but offensive purposes too, the difference in offense, you know, when you call a play, then uh, whoever's on your team should know what you to know what's going to happen. So we we call the play. We know what's going to happen. We got to be ready to execute the play, but there's not the element of surprise because we know what we're going to do, right? Defensively, you don't know what the offense is going to do, so it's more incumbent to be ready to respond or react right. to whatever the offense does. And so one of the things that we taught was that you got to keep your knees bent, especially on defense. Got to keep your knees bent. And the reason for that is this. Whenever you decide that you're going to move, you're going to move, you're going to change your position. Um, you're going to just move and react. You can't go anywhere without bending your knee. Gotta, okay, with the pivot, <laughs> right? You, know? you yeah. gotta bend. You can't. Yeah. You're standing there. You can't move. You can't change your position or react to whatever happens on the court without bending your knee first. You mm -hmm. can't move your body without bending your knee first. Yeah. If you don't believe me, try to jump with straight knees, straight <laughs> legs, or try to you know move with straight legs. You're just going. You know, it's it's you you know so. We told them that you have to always have your knees bent because when you decide to react, the first thing you're going to do is bend your knees and then react. But if your knees are already bent, then you're ready to react right away. So as soon as you see something, you can actually move right now because your knees are bent. Yeah. So we tell them, have your knees bent, have your hands up and out so that you can get deflections and get into the passing lanes and keep your head on a swivel. So you, you're watching the ball in your man all the time. You're trying to stay aware of everything that's happening on the court. Yeah. And the, when, when they were able to do these things, our defense was much better. And this is a parallel also to how we can deal with the power or the potential damage that the enemy can do to mm -hmm. us is that we need to be ready. Yeah. Um, we need to be on bended knee, <laughs> prayed up. We need to have our hands up and out mm -hmm. in a praise position. And we need to have a bowed down head. Mm 
in a humble and reverent position so that we can be defensive, reactive to when the devil attacks us with his power. We have to be ready. And so he's, 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 he has the power to blind and he can cause even the believer to not see if we're not ready. If our knees, we're not on bended knee. If we're, our hands are not up in praise. If our heads are not bowed in reverence and humility. He can cause us to be blinded and not see what happens, Mm -hmm. what he's doing and how he's twisting things in our lives to to get us. Amen. And so, um, so, so he has power and we have to honor that. Look what it says here in Ephesians 2, 1 through 2. It says, as for you, you were dead in trespasses and you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The spirit who now the spirit is now at work in those who are disobedient. So it's saying here that that used to be you and I. We were. Following the ways of the world, the devil and his power had us, was running us, running the way we think, blinded minds, controlling how how we lived, and we followed the devil's ways. We were all there before Christ. And so the text is telling us that his power is real and we can look at our own lives and to see how we used to live, how we used to think, the things we used to say, our old beliefs, habits, <coughs> excuse me, and so forth. We can say, yep, the devil had me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you look back, you should be able to see it. Yep. Yeah. He had me. Yeah. So his power should be real to us because we know how we used to be. Mm-hmm. I like when you're talking about having the bended knees and being ready to, you know, walk away, run or pivot or whatever. And 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 then you saying how we can look back and see how the devil used to have us. Yeah. And how now we see the difference. But also we can look at like for if if we are actually worshiping God like we're supposed to yeah. practicing the presence of God yeah. always speaking to God mm-hmm. always uh being intact with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and and so that dictates our life you know how we respond to people right. what we say we can also back at times and say yeah back that then I didn't have the Holy Spirit so close to me then yes so when so I would have reacted this kind of way right you know right. back then i would have reacted this kind of way but now you know i you know i'm ready right you know yeah. i i have a, a scripture in my heart i have god in my heart right you know and so i know how to tap into that yeah yeah so i like i like what you said about that amen amen yeah. that's good man you've been listening to one by one here's a personal message from pastor robert 
You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. And I hope that you can see, and even either maybe in your own experience or the experience of watching others, is that when we come to the place where we, okay, yes, the devil is real and he's powerful. And when you can see the impact when the guards go down and how the devil gets is able to now enter in um, and begin to cause havoc and mix things up, cause confusion, all kinds of things that he does um, when we put our guards down. Thank you for listening.